I'm actually just thinking, isn't it ironic that part of uh, our freedom, what we've been fighting for is to ensure that as many people as possible have access um, to credit or, uh, you know, are able to engage at the same level with financial institutions. And, and yet here we are speaking about debt of $1.66 trillion. Yes, good afternoon. Um, I, I think you, you touch on the right point then, that is that, you know, with the uh, National Credit Act um, back in 2007 when it came into force, um, the intention was to ensure that all South Africans have access, equal access to credit. You know, there are rules, but the rules apply equally to everybody. And, and I think a lot more people do have access to credit. But now they also over-indebt themselves. It's just too easy to open those clothing accounts and the uh, store accounts and to get personal loans and micro-loans. Um, so, yes, maybe sometimes it's necessary to just survive the end of the month to buy food. But, uh, you know, if, if it starts to become into a debt cycle, and, and so many South Africans have too much debt. What, what are we spending our money <laughs> on? What, what are we yes. spending our money on? And when credit is extended to us, is there evidence of what people use it for? As you say, you know, some people may save their credit cards to use for maybe a very bad month to buy groceries, as you say, pay school fees. What, what are we spending our money on? Well, we don't really know. Um, we, we do know that, you know, this, uh, the, the, the increases in credit um, statistics when it comes to the home loans and the car sales uh, or, the, you know, the secured credit, that has gone down. Um, but there's a huge infl- uh, increase in the unsecured credit. That's our, the micro loans and mm-hmm. the small loans. What people are using it for, um, you know, you know and I know that nobody is going to ask you at the, at the store or, you know, at the credit provider, what are you going to use this 5000 grant for? They don't ask. They're not obliged to ask. Um, but we also have heard, you know, anecdotal evidence that people also lie. They think that it's a good thing to then say, oh, it's for education. It's for, um, you know, to improve my house because they think then it will be granted easier. But that's not really what they're using it for. They, they're using it to survive at the end of the month to buy groceries, um, which is not, not necessarily a good thing. If you, if you do use it for education, um, you, you get a return on it. So, yes, um, no statistics on really what people are using the the credit for, uh, but that there's too much of it and too many people who then can't afford to pay back the credit. Those statistics they do have uh, because they can see how many consumers, and we're talking about, I think, 10 million um, consumers cannot pay back the debt they already have. You, you know what I've realized or noticed, at least by the kind of SMSs that one gets, even despite the presence of the National Credit Act, people sending you um, products saying you can get a loan of 150,000 rand, no credit checks. Is that also not part of the problem? Um, it is. You know, even even if it does say, you know, terms and conditions apply, mm. um, uh, because then it means that they maybe are going to comply with the laws and they're going to do an affordability assessment, but they entice you. I mean, and it's the same at the store. If you walk into a store, there's somebody walking up to you and saying, don't you want to open an account? <laughs> you know, mm. um, and, and if you do open an account, I mean, I was in a store today, then the first... Uh, you know, you get uh, 500 off the first purchase. That's, that's 
you know, sort of really enticing. Um, and you get vouchers and this and that. And then once you have that in account and you've got a 5000 or 3000 rand limit, it's just so easy to, to buy clothes and to buy stuff. Um, and not too much worried about how you're going to pay it back. And that's how it all starts. So I do think um, there's a lot of you know, business wants, they want to make money. That's their purpose. They want to make profits. Um, consumers have to be very, very vigilant and conservative when they approach these, these things. And, and not everybody is. But I'm also curious how you mitigate um, aspirations because I think we're, we're talking about development also as one of our themes today. And that would imply that there is progress, that you're moving forward. So people do also want to see themselves as doing better. And sometimes um, that does mean a, a bigger house for your family. And I'm not talking about uh, people who are just luxury buying. So how do people mitigate that? You know, uh, some of them do see it as a necessity rather than, you know, luxury buying, as I said. I think that if you if you have you just have to be very clever about it. If you're earning more, and your you know your spouse is earning more than ever before, and you plan carefully and you spend your money on on, on asset building things like a house, um, instead of eating out and you know just unnecessary luxuries, um, I think you will be doing better. Um, but you have to be very careful not to fall into a debt trap where you spend so much that you end up paying all your money back on debt. Mm. And then you, then you can't move forward. And then the debt collecting starts because you've skipped payments. And, you know, so I think if you budget and you're careful, um, you can move forward um, if you're earning a good salary. Um, and more than your parents did, you know, it, every generation is, you know, they are aspiring to do to do better. So I, I don't I don't see that as a bad thing, but to do it too quickly, to not plan, to smart. not save, um, just go out there and spend and buy the fanciest car that you can possibly afford. Um, we see too many people in trouble because of that. Rihanna Stein, thank you very much for speaking to us. She's Deputy Creditor Ombudsman.